Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now, here's your host, Urban Lee. Welcome. It's Urban Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. You can get information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can find information and support us at HamptonMinistries.org. We have, believe it or not, my co-host, Scott his beautiful, wonderful, grace-filled super wife, Amy Jo. Say hi, Amy Jo. Hi. We are so happy to have you. See, listeners, we told you that Scott was married, and she showed up. <laughs> you can't see her, but she's very pretty, and we're happy to have you. So welcome. Scott, say hello. My co-host, Scott. Irvin, how you doing today? Hey, man. I am so excited to see you and your lovely wife. Let us start with thanking the good Lord for her presence. Lord, Father God, we thank you for Scott and Amy Joe. Bless their marriage, bless their children, bless the work of their hands, and may they always stay in the center of your will and plans and assignments for their life. Amen. Amen. Amy Joe, we got to jump right into it. Okay. First, I want to know, how did you meet my good friend and partner, Scott? You know, the old-fashioned way on, uh-huh. on Bumble. Yeah. Oh, really? No way. <laughs> yeah. I have never heard that. I thought you were kidding. Okay. All right. This is getting good already. Keep going. You know, I mean, yeah, on Bumble. We, really? um, I mean, I had I had certainly done quite a bit of um, online dating yeah. and um, some good and some bad. Yeah. And I met him. And, uh, I mean, I feel like I knew pretty quickly that he was going to be the one. I mean, really? not, not, not on just on the app, but like when we first met. Okay. Yeah, okay. 100%. All right. Now I got to get the tea on this deal. So when did the fact that he was in recovery come up in the dating process? You know, if you know, Scott, you know that he is an open book. And uh-huh. so, um, he invited me for coffee and that coffee turned into a three hour coffee. <laughs> and, um, and so as we were sharing our stories, yeah, he definitely first date yeah. just told me and, uh, kind of let me know that. Yeah. His, his story. I had it on my profile. Um, I didn't have the, all the details, but okay. I had, I had enough on there that, and that I was in recovery and, um, and divorced and all that. Yeah. And it, what I remember, one of the things was that she, Amy told me later was that she had just finished her addictions class. Mm-hmm. So she's working, she was, she's been working on her master's in counseling. Right. Um, and how that uh, had changed some of her perspectives about addiction and recovery that mm-hmm. she didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she had just finished that when or shortly after before seeing my profile and I was open on my profile about yeah. it course you know people can put anything they want on their profile it's who are they really when you get to know them and meet them and, and I was open because I just didn't want to waste time well and I think that I probably if I had not had an addictions class I think you know I don't I don't have addiction in my mm-hmm. background I um that's was not a part of my world and yeah. so I think I probably had a lot of preconceived ideas and mm-hmm. quite frankly judgment toward it yeah um and so i think it was a huge blessing for me to take that class um right before meeting him and so um 
I, I saw it really as um, him being in recovery felt like from a selfish perspective, like yeah. it felt like a blessing for me because okay. I knew, man, this guy's done some really hard work and um, is mature. So yeah. now I got to ask this question. I so, don't know that I've been called mature very often. Thank you. Well, hey, take it, take it. When they give us compliments, I embrace it. I grab it quickly and I say, thank you. So I got to ask this. So you meet Scott, you meet this handsome, smooth character. You go back to the girlfriends because I know y'all always go back to the girlfriends. When did you tell the girlfriends, if you did at all, he was in recovery? So I'm also really authentic and transparent and I'm not good at keeping secrets. And so I know that I told them immediately, like my, my friends for sure wanted to know, you know, um, so why, why the divorce? Why, you know, and then, so what's, what's the addiction and how does he balance or, you know, what's it like now, et cetera. Yeah. Now, did any of them say, Hey, are you sure you want to go down this road? Absolutely. Because, um, for two, two reasons. Number one, well, what are you going to do? Does that mean that you can't drink? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then two, does that mean that he has quote unquote, an addictive personality? Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. if he's now not addicted to alcohol, what does that mean? Is he, you know, I think they were looking, I mean, for, for my like protection, so to speak. Yeah. Like, is he, is he stable? Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's fair. That's yeah. a fair question. Okay. So you go, you you deal with the girlfriends and now how about your family? When did you tell them and how did they react? That's a great question. You know, I don't know that I that I told them or sh- I mean, I think that's just the nature of my relationship with my family, which isn't okay. super close. Um, but that you know, alcohol is not a part really of my family, and so I didn't. I don't know that I majored on that. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, 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 let's dig a little bit deeper because I'm interested to hear this. What is it like to be married to someone in recovery? Yeah. I mean, I think that if I were to use a word to describe it, I would say it feels really rich Okay. in that I feel like Scott has done, or, you know, and maybe this is everybody, maybe this is specific to Scott, but I just feel like he's done a lot of his own work his Mm -hmm. a lot of his own inventory Mm -hmm. um he's not trying to prove anything and Mm -hmm. we are both open about like our weaknesses and and what's difficult for us etc so um you know for me it's 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 pretty great and i and i feel like um you know i i do drink and that hasn't been um a problem or an issue i would i will say second date we were um we were sitting at a bar at a restaurant Uh and um and i was having a glass of wine and so i asked him all the questions okay so tell me can you order me a glass of wine yeah um will you open a bottle for me will you pour for me what if i've just had a drink of your favorite drink can i kiss you Will you tell me what, you know, like all the stuff I asked it all because I thought I need to know what I'm kind of getting into. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you did a lot of the work on the front end because those are really valid questions about if you drink, he doesn't, you guys kiss. Could that be a trigger? I, that, that's something actually I never really thought about. Right, we even we talked about if I get to a point where I feel like I'm stressed and I come home and say, hey. 
need the alcohol out of the house. What do we do? Yeah. You know, we, I mean, we talked about all of that up front. Okay. So and, you guys went through the scenario. Uh, yeah. You know, that there's not a, I mean, we're open with each other, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, and, and, and that's part of, of what I loved about her. One was, it's funny. She says I would have been judgmental. What I see is somebody who's not judge, who's not judgmental. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and values redemption. Yeah. Right. And it, there is, there is something there. It's not just, Oh, that I'm not defined by who I was. Um, and so we can talk pretty openly about all that stuff. And I, and I know without a doubt, if I ever hit a point, I can walk in and go, Amy, I need help. She's going to be my biggest champion. And yeah. I don't doubt that for one minute. Yeah. Um, a lot of you, you don't know Scott's wife. I met her. And one of the first things I liked about her is how honest, open and forthright is the word I will use <laughs> about just about everything. I said, oh, I like you. I like people who are forthright. Now I'm going to shift just a little bit. When one is in recovery, there's a lot of demands on their time, meaning the people they sponsor, there's the recovery friends, and then there's all the meetings and different things in the service. How do you handle that? And how do you guys kind of balance that? And what's that like for you? Because if Scott's involved in it, that means Amy Joe's involved in it. How do you deal with all that? Yeah, I mean, I think that some of that has to do with you know, I, I have kids of my own. I'm in grad school. I'm mm-hmm. working. So I'm super busy. So, I mean, I feel like then being with somebody that has a busy life, like it just be, kind of becomes, okay, how are we going to juggle this mm-hmm. in terms of like his involvement in the recovery world? Right. Yep. I mean, gosh, I just see that as such, um, as such a blessing, as such an advantage. I mean, for sure, as a single person, I was not looking for a hermit. I was not looking for somebody that did not serve. So the yeah. fact that he's giving back and is involved and that's a part of his life. I mm-hmm. mean, again, I just saw that as, as, as a plus. Okay. Um, uh, great answer. And then it's hard to shut me up, but you just did. So thank you. But I got another question. Okay. You can be honest and I know you will. What's the most challenging part to being married to someone in recovery? I mean, I think it's all the stuff that's in my own head. Like it has nothing to do with him. It's Mm -hmm. me being like, so for instance, this is a great example. The first time I had a margarita around him, I ordered one and in our, our dates, for sure at that time were long because we were just, we were in love, right? Yeah. Chatty, whatever. And so then I was like, hey, I'm going to order a second. Yeah. And um, I remember him saying to me, <laughs> so is that second drink as good as the first? And yep. and I was like, what? <laughs> like, what kind of question is that, right? What we would and, ask. <laughs> and me, like... I'm a two drink Mac. Like I'm a, I, I'm, I'm not adorable. a big drinker. Wow. Well, yeah. Thank you. I'm not uh-huh. a big drinker. So, um, the, the stuff for me is just in my head and like my own, I don't know, like internal, do I, why am I wanting this drink? Is it, a, you know, like yeah. that stuff. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't feel any judgment from Scott at all. Okay. Yeah. The, the, um, how quickly did you start to like have drinks around Scott when you guys first met? Um, it was date number two. Date yeah. Number two. I, I mean, because again, authenticity is really important. And yeah. I feel like 
I mean, for sure, when I was single, I was looking for somebody that was going to accept me 100% as I am. Yeah. And I was not out to change somebody else. And yeah. so I wanted, like, I wanted to know, okay, who is this guy? Who am I? And what are we like? I, you know, who we are together. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, yeah, it was real quick. Plus, I wanted to see, like, what does this feel like for me? Yeah. Um, to be drinking around somebody that doesn't drink. Now, was any of that? consciously or subconsciously to say, I'm going to see where this guy's at. Is he walking the walk, talking the talk? Is he going to be okay when I do decide I want a cocktail, I want to have a drink? Like, was I testing him? In a sense. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I was. I think I, I was just on a date mm-hmm. and wanted to have a glass of wine with my dinner mm-hmm. and didn't want to like, I wanted to be authentic in the fact that I wanted a glass of wine with my dinner and yeah. I didn't like, I just wanted to be myself mm-hmm. in order to see, is this guy a good match? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, um, I don't think she's ever done anything to quote unquote test me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think certainly she's just being herself, yeah. you know, and, and I think in like in any dating relationship, if I'm myself, how are they going to respond? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, not that I was testing her, but I wanted the same thing. I wanted somebody who's going to love me for me. Yeah. Right. And, and I have a messy past and she did. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's, and I, we, we both knew pretty, pretty early on, um, where we thought it was headed and just with our age, right. And, and life experience, it was, if we're going to do this, we're going to be intentional. We have kids involved. We have, yeah, right. We don't want to put our kids through things mm-hmm. that are going to make their life messy and, and more trouble, right. Yeah. Than it already needs to be. And, um, and so it was, it was, let's be very intentional about how we do this mm-hmm. and what that's going to look like Yeah, because we wanted to have a good foundation for the life that we have, have together and, and that we hope to have together long-term, mm-hmm. you know, that's the plan. And I think that's one of the things, you know, I, um, I am so grateful for Amy Jo and, and even for her willingness to be in here today. And, and yeah. we didn't talk about what we were going to say. I mean, there was no planning in, in any of this and, and I couldn't control her if I wanted to, which is uh, one of the other you things I love not, about her. I bear witness to um, that. As I've told some of her friends when I first met her in a social situation early on, I told a couple of them, I'm like, man, she's a force of nature um, in, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things, you know, we always talk about on the sh- show a lot, Irvin, is about hope, right? Yeah. We're not defined by our past. Nope. And I know from my perspective, twice divorce, you know, have a record in recovery. And the thought of, is anybody going to want me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, yeah. that alcoholic mind starts playing. Am oh, I good enough? Person. Am I, you yeah. know? Um, and one of the great things about being a recovered alcoholic and why I say that's because of the relationship that I found in a living Christ, not mm-hmm. in a religion, but in a relationship and that how I'm defined of who I am, I am his. Yeah. And I've often said on this show, you know, my, my recovery scripture, you know, in Jeremiah, mm-hmm. I know the plans I have for you. Yeah. And the other is be still and know that I'm God. And by doing those things, it allowed God to work in me to get me ready for her mm-hmm. and her three beautiful children. Right. Right. Cause there's a story behind that. Yeah. Um, and the role that I would play in their lives and, the message that I want people to hear is there was a lot of hard work to get here. Mm-hmm. 
and there's still a lot of hard work ahead. It never stops. But the blessings and the restoration and the redemption that God can give to your life, Mm -hmm. if you just simply let go, right? Ask for the help you need. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You're not defined by all those things you did. You're human and you're a person of value and worth and a maker who created you that has a plan for your life. Yeah. And mine happens to be sitting right here. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's a blessing. So, Amy Joe, how the family, talk to me about the family aspect, your immediate family, your, your children, and how do you guys kind of manage that with Scott being in recovery? Um, I mean, my kids are, are little, or some of them are little. I have twins that are 10, mm-hmm. and then I have a 13-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think they hear us talking mm-hmm. about it. Certainly faith is a part of our kind of regular conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know that we um, do anything specific to manage it. I just Mm -hmm. think we're, you know. We haven't intentionally sat down and said, oh, you need to hear, they call me Scotty, Scotty story. Yeah. I mean, I I certainly had to do that with my daughters because Mm -hmm. they lived through it. Yeah. And certainly when I decided to go public and and sharing my story, uh, they needed to hear it from me. Um, at some point we will, I mean, we don't hide it. We don't, Yeah. we talk about it in front of them, but th- nobody's asked the question yet. At some point, somebody, one of them's going to ask the question, well, what are y'all talking about? Yeah. I don't happily share, you know, but I don't, I don't avoid it Yeah. Uh, by any stretch. And I, I think that was one of the questions that when we, when I talked to people and I got feedback was people wanted to know, like, how do you handle that? When do you? sit them down and you have that conversation. And that's why I asked the question. So thank you for sharing. Um, We're going to pivot just a little bit. We've got about three or four minutes. So I want to ask what's the most surprising thing about being married to someone in recovery? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I think for me personally, because I'm in graduate school, Mm -hmm. you know, so I have a lot of book knowledge about addiction. Yep. Um, so Scott and I will sometimes get into little, um, (laughs) arguments about what we think like is at the core of addiction or what, I mean, we just have a lot of, um, kind of conversations. We have a lot of fun discussions around it. Discussions, right. About, about that. Yeah. I will Mm -hmm. say she has softened me around it some too. I have softened? No, you've softened me around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I think that, and, and again, I, I don't have a lot of experience, but sometimes when he would talk to men or mm-hmm. talk about men who were in recovery or whatever, you know, there's a lot of kind of toughness and seriousness yeah. and, you know, kind of black and white and whatever. Yeah. And, um, and I'm, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm like that in my, in my regular life and in my personality, but when I'm dealing with clients, I'm certainly not that. So, yeah. um, that was sometimes I was like, okay, can you tone it down a little bit? Uh, I think she's maybe a better sponsor, <laughs> to be honest. Right. She smoothed out some yeah. of the rough edges, so to speak, <laughs> put the woman's touch on that. That that's good. Now, I'm going to ask you this. Let's flip that around. What have you learned from Scotty that you can apply to your career and your counseling as you work with your clients? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the seriousness of, um, of, of addiction, I mean, I think I, I know it like in the um, kind of the movie way and in the big ways, but mm-hmm. when I have clients that come in and, 
and I'll ask the question mm-hmm. like, so tell me how, you know, they'll t- tell me their problem and I'll say, so tell me how you're coping with that, whether the coping is working or not working. Like, tell me what you're, what mm-hmm. you're doing. And so when I start hearing, you know, alcohol or drugs and it's irregular and can't get through the day without it, yeah. I think I just, um, I, I, my ear kind of perks up a little bit mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Okay. Um, Close out the segment and encourage our women who are listening. And one of the questions we got was, you know, I met a guy in recovery and I'm afraid fear to give him a chance. Just just speak to that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, so I would say that's a really normal feeling. And I would say, follow your heart. Here's the reality. Scott is a recovered alcoholic, but there's also other really great things about Scott. Mm -hmm. So I would tell those women who are feeling that way, I mean, get information from, from the person, um, do your own research. But at the end of the day, I think you got to follow your heart. And if you're a believer, believe that the Holy Spirit is guiding you and listen to that voice because it, it could be about the addiction or it could be that he's just not the right guy. Ladies, you heard that. So Follow that great advice from Scotty's wife, Amy Jo. And we're going to have more on the other side. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. It's your host, Irvin Lee of From Beer to the Bible. Please find information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com and support us at HamptonMinistries.org. Amy Joe, as we close out the show today, I want you to talk about your career and all the wonderful work that you're doing to help those who have reached out and they need help, one. And then I want you to encourage our women uh, in addiction and talk to them about being open to dating someone in recovery. Okay. So I am super excited because I am almost done with graduate school. Um, I was a teacher a million years ago and um, three years ago decided to go back to grad school with three kids. And um, so I'm finishing my counseling degree. So right now I have the privilege of working at Nikeo Counseling um, and I see um, adults and couples. um, And so that's been a huge blessing. Um, Mm -hmm. To, to be able to help other people. Um, and I'm happy that, that I'm kind of on the tail end of, of this part of my yes. training. So that's great. Yeah. Um, you know what? I feel like in terms of giving guys, 
like Scott a second chance and not passing over them because of um, addiction um, or recovery or whatever, you know, I just feel like everybody has a story and Mm -hmm. whether it's recovery or whether it's, you know, codependency or no relationships with others or a guy that doesn't have a lot of friends. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just feel like everybody's got something. Yeah. So I would say ask a lot of questions, be really honest, get to know that person, put that person around your friends so that you can get feedback from other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and be open. I would say not be, don't be blind, right? Like keep your eyes open. Um, but, um, but yeah, for sure, be open. And I want to leave you today with the love. I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus and the hope is found in the Lord, our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.